0: Are Instagram users themselves partially at fault for all the algorithm issues that we're having right now? Let me tell you why I think that could be the case. When Instagram first came on the scene, I really didn't pay much attention to it because I didn't really care that much about social media in general. But then after a while, I started trying to make my own business, which I do now, which is carpentry and woodworking. So around 2012, I started paying more attention to it. And around 2013, 14, I started investing more effort, putting more effort and just trying harder to make that be something because I had seen it be very beneficial to friends' businesses and things that they were doing. So this was pre-algorithm. This was before any of that ever took effect. And back in those days, it was kind of a free-for-all in a good way, meaning that if you followed somebody, you actually saw their post. There was no algorithm getting in the way, trying to predict what you wanted to see the user base was a lot smaller obviously back then at that point as well so basically you follow somebody they make a post you see it which is kind of how it should be the problem that came about in the early days was mostly from my in my experience and in my opinion and this is all my opinion and I'm like I said I'm not defending Instagram and the decisions they made because I think they botched a bunch of stuff along the way also but it seems like in that era the people that were really that really started kind of messing it up and changing things for the worse were was like the teenage demographic and then the 20-somethings, the early 20-somethings. And back then, that wasn't even Gen Z. That was just kind of the later end of the millennial generation. But they started doing stuff like a lot of younger people do. And, and I'm not really pushing this on them to say like, they're the problem. Look, I'm a millennial too. I'm just a little on the elder end. I was born in 86. But... People wanted followings. It was just like the MySpace days all over again. You want to grab followers for literally nothing. Most of them were doing it because they wanted to have, you know, positive reinforcements maybe on their appearance or the things they were doing or whatever. Just like a business wants to have positive reinforcements on the products that they're making and to get a reaction from the crowd or the audience of people. Right. But. What I saw very early on when I was starting things as a business, and this is before Instagram had different factions of you can create a business account, a creator account or whatever. Everything was kind of all in the same thing. It was the the same exact type of account for everybody. It didn't matter if you were a brand or a maker or just a person posting pictures. But the people that wanted the attention for, you know, posting attractive selfies and things like that or fitting with a certain genre or demographic or whatever it might be. They started finding little tricks they could do to try to outsmart the system. They started doing uh, like for like. So if you like their post, they like your post. So they would like every post, regardless of what it was of all the people that followed them and all the people that they followed. It was a back and forth reciprocal agreement. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. And that whole thing worked out because there was no algorithm getting in the way of what you could and could not see. There was no check or balance in that system other than whatever you were responsible for on your own. And when you give people just free reign to do whatever, they take advantage of it and try to use it to their advantage. So a lot of those people in those days, a lot of, they were, and like I say, it was mostly younger people, but I'm sure there were other people smattered into it. And it's just young people being young and doing whatever they do. So they started doing all this stuff, all these little tricks to try to get more exposure. And most of it was, in my opinion, mostly just vanity businesses weren't really grabbing onto this concept of just like a bunch of people, follow a bunch of people, whatever, and then they'll immediately follow you back. Like for like, follow for follow. That was the thing back then with just the people that were just trying to grow a following for no other reason than to say, I've got 50,000 followers and you've got 20, so I'm better than you. That's pretty much what it was. It was this very self-serving thing. But then again businesses came along and they started realizing, oh, this is a good marketing platform. This is great for me. So they started doing the same thing. They would follow other businesses. Other businesses would follow them back. They would like other businesses posts and they would get likes back. It was a big reciprocal, just circle of never ending infinity, whatever. But also with that demographic, your, your reach, you would be able to be seen by more people because there was a page, the popular page, I don't even remember what it was called back then, but it was, oh, the explore page, but it was the more popular posts. It was the ones that got more interacted with and everything, whether that was through hashtags or just, you know, people seeing it and interacting with it. And then you get splashed on that page sometime. I got splashed on that page when my business was going up and, uh, when it started to gain traction and that really helped me gain followers that helped my work get out there and get seen by other people. But the problem is the more tips and tricks and stuff that people start using to try to outsmart the system, the more those systems start to work against you because that's not what the intent was. If the intent of Instagram originally was, let's share your, let's share your photos. People want to follow you. They see them. And it was simple. No one's taking advantage of anything. No one's trying to outsmart anything. Nobody's trying to go farther than anybody else. They're just like, here, if you like it, you'll find it. If you don't like it, you won't find it. Just leave it up to whatever system, just organically grow, organically find people. And that's how I built my account. As of the posting of this video, I have 135,000 Instagram followers. However, I didn't get to that number by doing anything that tried to trick or rig the system or gain exposure in ways that would be seen as that. Now, after that stopped being effective and like for like and follow for follow stopped being effective, say, around 2014, uh, things started being put into place to kind of prevent that because it started terms of service on Instagrams and started changing. And they said, if you're trying to do something to put yourself on an edge over anybody else, then that's violating the terms of service. You'll get a strike. You'll get your account taken down, possibly whatever it may be. Um, but then they started all these other people who all these people who were doing all these things. Then started to find other ways to beat the system. You see, it's a snowball effect. There's a system put in place. You think you can outsmart it or do better than it, then. They just make it harder because they block that ability and then you've got to find another workaround, another loop. It's like cheating in NASCAR and I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I know, or really anything. Let's not even go to that point. It's like you always need a a legal loophole. People find legal loopholes in court cases all the time. It's the same thing. You get shut out on this little end of Instagram and the things that you were doing to trick the system are no longer working then you try to find the next workaround to get around that. What was the next workaround was one of the most toxic things I've ever seen that I never participated in. I never did the like for like, the follow for follow. I like organic followers. I like real people. But after that point, it became the mega- shout outs and it started with the uh aesthetic people. It started with the people who were in it just so they could, you know, try to build up a following and you know, you're a pretty person, you're a good looking kid, whatever, you know, teenager. That's what they were going for. That's that's where this mega shout out thing started. And in a nutshell, if you can follow it simply, and I know this is going to take a little bit of effort, but a mega shout out back in the day was pretty much you put up a post on your Instagram that just says mega shout out, whatever. It has information in the caption underneath this thing, right? And you say, if you see this post and you screenshot anything on any post that I've made, so you take any of the pictures on my account and you post that on your account for the next like six or seven hours and you tag me just to promote me, I will pick one person from those people who shared Any post from my page, I will pick one person and then I will share you on my page. That way my followers will see you. So it was kind of like, in a way, it was kind of like a pyramid scheme. Everybody buys in and they share your photo. But you pick one of the maybe 50 who did. And that person gets the advantage. And that was the mega shout out they called them. And then businesses started doing it. They started doing small business mega shout outs. And I never participated in any of this nonsense because I knew it was toxic. I knew it was reaching the wrong demographic. It was only reaching the people that were other businesses, which is not my target demographic. And all it's going to do is cause more restrictions in Instagram. And guess what happened? Right before, this was right around the time, actually, the algorithm started to come in. They said, we're banning mega shoutouts. If you do them, it's dumb. It makes no sense. Don't do it anymore. It clogs up people's page. And I can attest to that fact that my page, my, my Instagram page, there were days where I would open it up and I would have to scroll past a dozen different business mega shoutout posts just to see something from someone that I followed. And these were all other businesses that I followed. And a lot of them I unfollowed because I'm like, I don't want to see this crap. I don't want to see this anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. Like you're doing, like some people that I knew were doing these posts like every day and it was getting really annoying and really taxing and I didn't want to deal with it anymore. So I started unfollowing those people because that's kind of how it should be, right? If you get sick of seeing something, you should have the ability to just unfollow and that's why you don't see it. But then of course, after that point, The algorithm comes into play because all of these people on Instagram have tried to get these inorganic advantages over the other users of Instagram. So what happens? The algorithm shows up. The algorithm says, I know better than you. I know what you want to see. And I'm basing it off of the accounts that you follow, that you actually interact with, that you talk to, that you like their posts, that you drop comments on, that you save their posts, that you share them in your stories, whatever it might be. Because stories ended up coming into this at some point. I don't even remember when that happened. But that was, I think, a thing right around the same time that the uh, algorithm really started. And by the way, from my research and what I know, Instagram is not just one algorithm. Instagram has about 10. That's, I believe, what I read recently was that there are at least 10 AI-controlled algorithms on Instagram. It could be more than that. It could be fewer. But that's just what I found out. So, anyway... Back to that, the algorithm kicks in and the original algorithm was pretty simple and it wasn't that hard to work around because I wasn't ever really trying to work around it. The people that followed me by choice still saw my posts because they were still liking the post. They were still throwing hearts on it. They were still interacting with them, whatever it could be. At that moment in time, I was still doing a scheduled shop update because I knew that if I made a post that I would my followers would see the video, at least half of them, I think in that era, I was about 50,000 followers deep. So if I made a post, that means at least 25,000 of them would probably see it. Not all of those would interact with them, but for a while there, if I made a post with 50,000 followers, I would easily hit 1,500 likes on a picture. And as much as people say that's not a metric that you should care about, that is absolutely a metric that you should care about if you're running a business, right? So algorithm just... It, it makes it harder for people that were just used to getting the likes for, you know, the same reasons of the mega shout outs and everything. It wasn't necessarily for them. It was for them, I guess, to kind of feel good that their account was growing and not the quality of the followers that you were getting. But at the same time, it was incredibly annoying for the people that wanted nothing to do with it, like myself. But the next workaround that was found were these comment pods slash support groups slash garbage. It was a bunch of creatives, makers, and I'm doing this from a business end, but there were these that were also available to people that were just regular people or want to be influencers or bloggers or realtors, whatever, any demographic. Business-wise, that's what I know, so that's what I'm going to stick with, but it translates to every other person who's on Instagram in that era. Uh The comment pods, the support pods, thinly veiled as something positive where, say, 12 people who are small business owners get together and they make a pact saying, whenever you make a post, we will all swarm to it immediately and we will all like it. We will all comment. We will all share it. We will all save the video, save the post, save the whatever. We'll do all these steps. And if you didn't do those steps for every single person in that pod, when they made a post, you got kicked out of the group. Was that effective for a little while? Yes. Was it reaching the target demographic? Probably not. But people still did it because all they saw was the numbers. They didn't see the quality. So it happened over and over and over again. And I never did it because it never felt right. It never felt genuine. And it was dumb. And I knew it wouldn't be anything that lasted. Because guess what eventually happened after probably about a year of this working when it wasn't really working for the target demo. It was just showing you to other small businesses Instagram found a way to block it with the algorithm. So then it was ineffective again. So then people still do it, but it is ineffective. It doesn't work. Anytime that anybody makes any sort of step to try to outsmart the algorithm, I guarantee you Instagram is 50 steps ahead of you. And they already know. They already saw it coming. They just haven't implemented anything to stop it from happening yet. But guess what? They do every single time. You can do a like for like, a share for share, or whatever. If they see you interacting with the same people over and over and over again, they know that you're trying to do something funny to the system, and they stifle your engagement. But there are a lot of other methods. There are a lot of other things that people do that businesses do, that individuals do, doesn't matter, that try to get some sort of advantage over everybody else and try to play the system, but it's a never-ending game and you never end up winning. But you can't convince anybody of that. You know, it's a tit-for-tat thing. Everybody wants a leg up and they think, well, if I don't take part in this next little thing that's happened, this next little discovery, this little hole in the algorithm, then I'm going to be left behind but then you're just chasing your tail for no reason. If here's the thing, if Instagram had been able to stay without an algorithm, be able to monetize it because unfortunately that is important to them because once Facebook took it over, they started needing to make a profit because they had actual investors then that own stock and they have a say in everything. If it wasn't for all all of the people who were trying to get an unfair advantage for whatever reason, mostly vanity in the beginning, and then it just became a business advantage later on, if they had just not done that, (laughs) I think at this point, Instagram would be a better place to be. But now Instagram is just trying to be TikTok, and that's a whole other video. Now, on that same note, though, I also don't think that Instagram staying a photo app was the best idea. They did need to get into video because the way that we consume media now is more video-based than photo-based. That's just how it is. I find myself in that same category. But a lot of the restrictions, a lot of the holding back, a lot of that is founded as much on Instagram being greedy and selfish and running their business the way they do as it is the user experience and the ground level users that were abusing the system to try to have an advantage over just everybody else who was just existing, making their posts, using their hashtags and doing things the way that they should have done it from the beginning. But you find a loophole, it gets exploited. And then the people, the powers that be on the other side of that loophole keep pushing back and they keep closing that door harder and harder and harder Until the app becomes unusable. At this point in 2023, October 2023 is when I'm making this post. At this point, Instagram is unusable. I will say it's unusable. Because there are so many people like me that have real followers where I can make a post. And after two hours, less than a thousand people see it. That's a teeny, teeny, tiny fraction of my followers. And I know not everybody is online at the same time, but there are a lot of people who will see a random post of mine and be like, I haven't seen a post of yours in three or four years. That's a problem because once you're out of the loop, once you choose to not comment like, or whatever on someone's post, Instagram just assumes that you don't want to see it ever again. And then what happens? Well, they start creating more problems for you For the platform. And now it's a pretty insufferable place to be, unfortunately. And I'll get into that in the next episode when I talk about all of that and break it down even farther. So, at the end of the day, it is Instagram's fault that everything is so screwed up now. But on the other end of that, I'd put at least 40% of the blame on the people who tried to take advantage of the system and use it to their advantage just to exploit the process. But that's human nature with some people, and that's how it goes. There'll be a part two coming up soon. I can't wait for you to see it. Have a good day, everybody.